Hi, and welcome to Coffee with Carol. My name is Carol, and each week my podcast will feature a new guest, and it works as an interview podcast. I ask them three questions, and they ask me three questions. Sometimes we get to all three, other times we don't. Other than a few sub-boundaries to create a safe space for me and the interviewee to talk, anything is fair game. And yes, on this other end, we will be drinking coffee, or for me personally, tea. Do you have any questions for me or my guest? Feel free to fill out the link in the description box below, and don't forget to like, share, and of course, subscribe. On to the show. Hi, and welcome to Coffee with Carol. Here on the podcast today, I am joined by Reese Phillips, a fellow sophomore studying vocal performance at OU. Reese and I first met at our actual OU audition two years ago and didn't realize it until after we were in choir together at OU. So, woo! OU Corral. OU Corral. We love it. And actually, I will correct you on that. It's been like two and a half years. Over two, two and, and a half, half years? years? Yeah. Because we auditioned in November of 2018. Oh, that's right. We were the early birds. Yes, yes we were. Yeah. Because it so, snowed on yes, a very weird day. That was a very funky day. Yes, it was. It was it was strange for everyone. Yeah, and still some of our friends to this day go here who we yeah, met at that audition. Yeah, that audition. Good old Mikey. Good old Mikey, yes. If he's Mike. listening to this. He, he might. I don't know. Shout out to Mikey. Shout out to Mikey. <laughs> and, uh, and Nick, Nick Perdomo. Oh, yes, and oh, Polina. Yeah. 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 my name. Yeah. They can look me up on Linked Me In. Yeah, well, what can you do? Link- LinkedIn. Why did I say Linked Me In? <laughs> to each their own. Obviously, I don't use these websites. I don't use social media in general. Yeah, I so. mean, well, we don't have to, per se. Yeah. We use more so the... the, the YAP tracker. I was gonna say the WAP tracker, and I was like, that is <laughs> wrong no, on so many levels. That's getting ooh, some good audio levels there. I'll just roll with it. Fair enough. To the viewers at home, to the listeners at home, just just have your like have your finger on the on the control to control the volume. It'll change every five seconds. We are both vocal performance majors. We know how to be very loud. I learned how to project when I was five years old. Um, so take that with a grain of salt. Anyway, um, so what are you drinking yeah, today? So I am drinking some uh, some. Indeterminate hot chocolate that was prepared for me ahead of time before I even got here. Um, it's the cheap ass uh, Walmart brand. Okay. Um, okay. Knock off Keurig cups because I didn't want to buy money. I did. <laughs> I didn't want to spend too much money buying actual Keurig cups. Which is very fair because those are super expensive. Yeah, for no reason. Well, because. Yeah, and I drink tea. Own. Yeah. For the most part. So neither of us are drinking coffee. So I'm really, drinking tea. The title. Step close, it's herb water. <laughs> the, the title of this podcast is a lot complete lie. Well, not a complete lie. Because Carol is here. But Yeah, I mean, it's like half true. It's, yeah. yeah. Coffee with Carol just sounded better. Well, I mean, if you're going by words, it is with Carol. So two words is bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's what second grade. English taught me alliterations are cool. <laughs> so my first question all right, for you. All the questions. Um, what is happiness to you? 
Well, that's a very interesting question and kind of difficult to answer. Um, but I will do my best. Um, I think for me personally, I think happiness is... I would say happiness for me is kind of more of the absence of negative emotions. Mm -hmm. Not to say that, you know, I don't experience, you know, positive emotions, but sometimes it's, it's, I recognize myself as being happy more when it's like, oh, I'm not feeling sad, I'm not feeling stressed out, I'm not, you know, none of those negative emotions. So it's maybe it's more like happiness is just kind of contentment with where I'm at. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I always relate it to like the feeling of a nice fall day when you're outside reading a book and the sun kind of hits you, mm -hmm. you know, that's very aesthetic, but. And to kind of, to go along with that, for me, I guess happiness is kind of more of a, for me, it's more of like a weekend where, you know, I don't have any obligations, no responsibilities. It's just very carefree. I'm just content with where I'm at. You know? Which is very rare. It is very rare. Because we're so busy. Yes, although these past, these past couple weeks have been very nice with that. Being mm -hmm. done with school, just being able to relax a little bit. Of course, Sleeping now, in. <laughs> now I'm going back to work for the summer, and just the grind continues. Good old McFarlane. ABG, always be grinding. Oh, oh I didn't know that's what that meant. I just came up with that. Oh, so. okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> Maybe I didn't come up with that. Maybe I heard it somewhere. I don't know. Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary. There we go. All right. So I have a question for you now, I believe. So what is your go-to song when you're having a bad day? And before you answer, I will add on a little bit to this okay. question. And this can be both an answer of this is a song I'm listening to when I'm having a bad day, you know, to kind of just go further into the bad day. Or it can be the, the song I'm listening to to lift my spirits, you know? Oh. So two different kinds of ways to think about it. I never, this is going to sound really bad, I never try to go fully into the bad day. It's always to like, either I want to feel through my feelings and just get them done with, or it's like, oh god, I don't have time for this, so we're listening to music to kind of procrastinate the sad feelings, which makes it worse. Mm -hmm. it, all, it all ends up at one spot. But I think um, whenever I'm super stressed, um, because I get super anxious, which leads to depression and all that fun stuff, um, I listen to Breathe by In The Heights like 24-7. Like, it's really bad. Um, it's unhealthy, so <laughs> I've stopped doing it since then because it's not great. Um, I think whenever it's just, I'm sad, period, I think Falling by Harry Styles. It's so good. It's so good. I don't know why it's so good. It just makes me cry even more. And I don't know. It just helps lighten the mood and everything. And I also have a playlist called Bitch, You Need to Cry. For when I need to cry, it is private. So no one can find it um, for, for good reason. And... Yeah, I listen to that when I get really sad. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's all valid answers. Yeah. I um, mean, music's the way I heal. So. Exactly. You know, as musicians, obviously, I think we're probably, you know, at least for me, I use music, you know, to, to get in tune with my emotions. 
Um, so I really relate to the whole, you know, use the music to feel your emotions and get, get kind of get them out of the way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I personally don't really have a go-to song for me. Um, I have, like, I have, like, more go-to artists. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, that makes sense. I have go-to albums. I can't listen to albums. Mm. It's very rare. The only thing I can do that with is musical theater, because it's all, like, the same type right. of style. It's very fluid, but still very contrasting um, for each song. But with albums, I just I can't do it. Mm. I don't know why. I have to listen to full-on playlists of different songs. Uh, see, I have the music taste of a, like, 60-year-old man. So it's all about that, like, mid-70s, or not even mid-70s, just, like, 70s, like, album rock. So I, I, (laughs) no, okay, kind of a little bit. I was actually to the, the artist that really kind of lifts my spirits, uh, and the specific album would be the album Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. So there you go. Yeah. Love me some Stevie. Good old Stevie. And kind of the, the other side, the, uh, the more in tune with your emotions album for me is probably, um, Blood on the Tracks by Bob Dylan. So, huh, interesting. Yeah. I have never actually, don't don't hate me, I have never actually listened to Bob Dylan. Um, I, I don't hate you because I love Bob Dylan, but good lord, is his music not for everyone. Okay, okay, yeah. that makes me feel better. Stevie Wonder, I think, is for everyone. Bob yeah, Dylan is yeah. not. Superstition, a yeah. masterpiece. Fantastic song. Yeah, go to summer, or... Halloween Bob. Go to Halloween Bob. Oh my gosh. So what conspiracy do you low-key believe or that makes the most sense? Okay. So one of my all-time favorite, like, this is like a very lighthearted, like, low-stakes conspiracy, you know? You can go really, like, overboard with these conspiracy theories that probably reveal a lot about you as a person if you believe them. But one of my favorites is that um, Disney uh, made the movie Frozen. Specifically so that in, like, search engines, if you search Disney Frozen, it wouldn't come up, you know, like, Walt Disney, like, has, like, cryogenically preserved. It was to throw people off of that. It's the same thing with, like, the Disney on ice stuff. So if you, like, search up Disney on ice, you get, like, the performances and not, like, Walt Disney is secretly, like, cryogenically preserved underneath the Magic Kingdom in Florida. Okay, but why does that low-key make sense? See, exactly, it makes sense. And it's totally something the mouse would do, isn't it? it Freaking Mickey, what the heck? <laughs> what what secrets does the mouse hold? Oh, that mouse has seen some things. Yeah, you know? have you seen the 1920s costume of that poor mouse? The costume? Yeah, that they first wore. Well, this, it's terrifying. Hmm. It's stuff of nightmares. Look, all I know is that Mickey Mouse did some stuff in World War II he's probably not proud of. Nope. Oh, that's the tea. (laughs) That's That's the the tea. That's the hot chocolate. (laughs) Oh, no. Sorry, if I say something kind of off color, I'll just blame it on the juice. Of course, of course. (laughs) He's not drinking juice. He's drinking hot chocolate. As we we previously established, I'm drinking the Walmart brand K-Cup. Hot chocolate. <laughs> Nothing better than good old Wally Wally World. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so I have another question for you. Okay. So what is your dream opera slash musical theater role? Uh, you can give both. 
You can give one or the other. You can give neither if you just don't want to answer the question. Oh, oh, well, I'm going to answer the question. I think my dream, okay, I spent more time, because I have a musical theater background, so I spent more time with musical theater. I'm still, like, dipping toes into opera world. I mm-hmm. think we all are. But um, I have a list of my dream musical theater roles because I like making lists. Um, and definitely top of the charts is Sarah from Guys and Dolls, Sarah Brown. And Amalia Balish from She Loves Me. But she's the one who sings Vanilla Ice right, Cream. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Everyone knows me by that song. Mm-hmm, right. Um, Opera-wise, Violetta from La Traviata. Oh, how did I know you were going to <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, but her music is a bop. And those costumes are gorgeous. I would, true. I would do that in a heartbeat. And I think... Um, Rosina as well. Yeah. That's that's just so fun. That is a, it's a fun opera, fun role. I know. Rossini mm-hmm. he writes some of the best the best music. Um indeed. He is the ratatouille of opera. <laughs> <laughs> Here we have some some hard hitting um opera <laughs> criticism and analysis. <laughs> That's what, that's what I should have wrote on most of my combo writings. I should have wrote that because I analyzed um, Barbara Seville on there. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, I reviewed it. Um, it. I just did the Met production. Oh, okay. Because I was, I was lazy. Yeah, but you didn't hear that from me, if you're listening, Brian Dobbins. Hey, the grades have been submitted, okay? We're... I passed with all A's. Did hey, I tell you that? I didn't. don't know how. Very nice. Very um, nice. Group piano killed me. Uh, structures killed me. French diction killed me. Oh, French, French diction was... It was the final project. Yeah. The final project was where all of my mental breakdowns started. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that project made me a little stressed too. Unreasonably so, probably, but... But we're done. Um, and we now know a shit ton about French diction. That's true. I know more about French diction than I do about, like, anything, like, any other diction. Yeah, I think it's really bad because I'm slowly winding down off of the French high, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still somewhat reading words in French diction. <laughs> so I'm reading, like, my German words that I am studying and, like, Italian um, pieces I'm saying in English, I'm reading them in French, and I'm like, why is this, why does this not sound like native English? Why does, <laughs> or I will be sitting in church, reading the words on the screen, singing along to church hymns, and I'm just like, they can't hear me. Let's shake things up. Let's, let's sing it in French. <laughs> let's sing it with French diction. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Fun times. Hee <laughs> hee. We love it. So my final question for you is what made you choose opera? Because I don't think I've ever heard what made you choose opera specifically. Well, that's a great question. And one that honestly, I don't have like a great answer for. Um, I know why I chose singing uh, because I've always loved singing. Um and a lot of that has to do with, you know, like my, my upbringing in church. I've always been very grateful to be part of a church that has had great music, uh, specifically, you know, great choral music. And so that's why I chose singing. But for opera, 
it was one of those things where I think it's... I knew I wanted to do singing, and opera was, like, kind of the best way to channel that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and really, honestly, that answer, I mean, that's basically my entire answer. Um, I, st I love opera. I've, I've grown to love opera even more while, while studying um, vocal performance. But, you know, even before I came to OU, it wasn't something I was super big on. But um, I've really, really, really been enjoying it. Mm -hmm. So, kind of lucked out a little bit, I guess. Yeah. As someone who kind of blindly stepped into the world of opera, it's been it's been fantastic. I love it. Mm -hmm. So, operas, operas like a really good TV show. It takes a while to get into it, but once you're into it, man, it's like you're binging it twenty four seven. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you can't quit it. Exactly. Oh my gosh, it's like a. A really good drug, although I've never had drugs, so I'm not 100% sure. Here we are, talking about drugs again. I felt like I should mention it. I was like, TV shows, the G-rated version, but <laughs> drugs are, I guess, the PG-13? Probably. That would probably get you a PG-13 rating. Yeah. Definitely not R, though. No. Yeah. yeah. If you're just talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's PG. Yeah. 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 See... Me, I have great insight into um, the MPAA ratings. So ah, I don't um, actually. That's complete fabrication. Oh, I see. I wouldn't know. Um, but I also can't lie. So oh. I'm not great at lying. Hmm. I can play a mean game of peanut butter. You know where you lie about your cards? Oh, yeah. The one that has many different variations of the name. Yes. Some more profane than others. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The ones I found out... Uh, my friends did not call it peanut butter mm -hmm. in high school. My family calls it peanut butter. Mm -hmm. My friends did not. Um, so that was an interesting encounter my senior year. <laughs> See, uh, whenever the adults were around, it was always bologna sandwich. Ah. Um, but whenever the adults were not around, it was, you know, another BS. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If, if we did, if we just called it BS mm -hmm. most of the time, just to... Yeah. yeah, yeah. The unspoken. Mm -hmm. The PG term. Exactly. Well, actually, going back to the, the rating thing, and going back to Disney a little bit, um, is it... I can't remember if it's in the actual movie or if it's in one of the deleted scenes, but in The Incredibles, there's a scene. Um, spoilers for The Incredibles, uh, a movie that came out probably like 17 years ago. Um, came out in 2001, I thought. 2004. 2004? Oh my gosh, that was one of my favorite movies. Anyway, yes, I love The Incredibles, which is why I know so much about it. Um, but it's in one of the scenes, I think it's like maybe like a DVD extra or something, where Syndrome comes, right? It's, it's at the end of the movie. He comes to, to the Parr's house, because he's going to kidnap the baby. Yeah. And he tricks Kari, the babysitter. Who, you know, poor, poor Kari. She's just doing her best. She did not deserve that. Um, but, you know, she's dealing with like a demon child from hell yeah and so she'll she'll give that baby to anyone even Every if he... babysitter's worst nightmare and but he says um you know the s on his chest he says oh it stands for sitter and he said oh it's gonna be a babysitter but it can't go around walking like 
Is that in the actual movie? You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. I think that's a deleted scene. I think it's a, yeah, like a DVD extra something. Where's Jenny when you need her? Exactly. Okay, and <laughs> let's just move on to this last question, because I feel like we've gone on for a while. No, here. it's okay. It's all uh, good. This last question. What is one thing that you hope to accomplish this summer? This summer? Um, I think, mental-wise, I kind of want to learn more about my confidence and I think where it comes from and how to like navigate around it if that makes sense so for the upcoming year I know how to like oh when I'm feeling sad and I need to be confident this is what I need to do type of thing and just establish those really good habits um other than that I think this is going to be really weird to say because a lot of people don't know what this is, but I think my onsets, my glottal onsets, vocal-wise, I have a tendency to just do glottal onsets whenever I start singing. Um, and I'm really, really working hard to stop doing that. Interesting. Because I'm not singing German all the time. That's true. Yeah. That's that's interesting, though. If we may yeah, have a yeah. discussion about vocal technique and pedagogy here. Yeah. Um, that's interesting, because I know you've always said that, uh, something that you've been working on is to not, like, sing too, like, choral, yeah. to not go to, like, choir singing, mm -hmm. um, and one of the ways I was always taught to sing in choir was to kind of the opposite, you do, like, the breathy onsets. Oh, you know? really? Yeah, so I was never taught glottal stuff. See, I so... was taught choral first, mm -hmm. and then I've had to, like, redirect my technique so solo singing. Mm -hmm. So in choral, for me at least, it's always like throwing it to as far back of the throat as possible. Mm. So your sound doesn't fully come off bright, um, spinto lyric, mm -hmm. all that fun thing. Um, so it doesn't get that sharp, brassy tone. Mm -hmm. um, they call that the Jonas Kaufman. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Am I right? I'm right. You're probably right. I haven't heard him that much. If you listen to it, like, once, you'll know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah! Just throwing shade at probably one of the most successful tenors in opera right now. It's fine. Juan Diego Flores! Well, don't... I love Juan Diego Flores, but he's he's over 50 now. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That makes sense, though. And so is... Well, Kaufman's probably around that. I'm probably not saying his name right. I've never quite known how to say his name. Yeah. I'm giving, like, the, the pseudo-German way of pronouncing it. Pseudo-German? Well, I mean, I'm not gonna say Kaufman, you know? <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not? <laughs> you just did. <laughs> I just did, yeah. Yeah. That's how you need to pronounce um, Kaufman Hall. Kaufman! Yeah, exactly. Every time you see it. Um, <sighs> like, be a tour guide and literally only <laughs> say it like that. <sighs> I think I would get, like, fired from being a tour guide. I don't think you would. <laughs> I think Justin Norris would applaud you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Reese, thank you so much for being on the show today. It um, was a pleasure. Thank you for drinking up my hot cocoa that's been there since uh, the ice storm in February. In fact, actually, you know what's fun? Um, I just finished the um, the the hot cocoa that you I think you bought for oh me. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or the one that Mikey bought. No, that was, yeah. It was Mikey bought it because I think we were like having opera night. Yeah, because I wanted it. Yes. <laughs> and then Mikey went out to the store and bought it. 
because I, I really like hot cocoa. I just like warm beverages. I can't help it. <laughs> well, thank you again. Thank you for having me. Yeah, anytime. Um, so for those folks who are listening at home, don't forget to like, share, and of course, subscribe! subscribe. Bye!